Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hey everybody, happy Monday, what's up? It is uh, Edgework on the Hammer Betting Network uh, every weekday at the 10 and 30 Eastern. Good to be back with you guys. It's been uh, been a while, hope your new year was good. I'm I'm back from holidays, so time to get back into the hockey bets. How are you guys? Yeah, I'm doing pretty well. So, Andrew, I'm I'm wondering, like, you go over there to the Spangler, you get to see some of the uh, some of the talent playing overseas. Is there anybody you're bringing back with you? Anybody that NHL teams need to keep their eyes for uh, eyes open for to bring back uh, to finish out this season, or what's going on? No, I you know I, I was over in in Switzerland. Yeah, uh, we did Amsterdam. We did Switzerland for a few weeks, and uh, it was cool to. Cool to be at the Spangler Cup up in Davos, which is uh, kind of a bucket list thing, and watched a little uh, Swiss National League uh, as well. And yeah, I saw some saw some great players, but I, I think it's the opposite. I think that um, you know these guys <laughs> they're there for a reason in, in the NHL when they're yeah. With, well, it's it's almost like you know guys fall out of love with the game a little bit, and that's why they they escape to Europe in their later days. They get to play more. They can still make a good living and get to live abroad without the grind of the NHL. So uh, I think more so than anything, I think those teams over there are looking at who's going to make that jump uh, from here next year. But it was a, it was a great experience. I, I would, uh, I would, I would say everyone should check out the Spangler at least once in their life. Although I bet on Canada and they lost all three games for the first time in <laughs> the history of the tournament. So that was very good. Yeah, well, it's good to have you back, Andrew. So I'm glad you had a good yeah. time over there. And um, yeah, we've got great games ahead of us in the season. Yeah, you can follow us, by the way, on, on Twitter and the uh, and the YouTube Edgework as well. But it's Martin Luther King Day south of the border, of course. And that means we got a whole bunch of early games uh, beginning in, uh, in just a few hours. Uh, six games actually go earlier than expected. So uh, so yeah, what a, what a great day to do it. But yeah. Um, Joe, tell me about your weekend watching hockey and what stuck out to you. What was your big takeaway? You know what? I'm going to be honest. Didn't catch as many hockey games as I wanted to with wildcard weekend, but we saw a big streak be broken. You guys, the LA Kings were riding such a hot streak in that first period, um, getting those wins. They had seven straight ones. The Edmonton Oilers were able to break that streak. And then you have to talk, you guys, about the Seattle Kraken. What an amazing job they have done winning their last eight games. This team is riding so hot, but they're coming home off a road trip for today's game. So we saw some great action on the ice. Honestly, didn't watch completely all of it, but some great games there for sure. Sorry, guys. I don't know if I cut out there or you did. What about you, Zach? What was your weekend takeaway? Uh, weekend takeaway because I got to watch them so closely on Saturday night with um, with the Leafs playing them. But this Boston team is a machine, and it's not just the fact that hey, like look, they've won uh, 
as many games as they have and they've only they just lost their first regulation game at home against Seattle on I believe it was Friday night but it's just the way that that team plays the way that they function if they go down in a game there seems to be no quit I listened to interviews with Jim Montgomery and some of the players on that team they talk about the mindset that that team has going into uh, games where they have a deficit or going into periods where they're in a deficit like that team has no quit the way that they play for an entire 60 minutes is just a full proper hockey game that team it's like I keep looking at them saying at some point there's going to be a regression you can't be that good for that long and that Boston team they might be that good for that long because that's just how they're built and that's the way that they're that's the way that they operate from top down so that Boston team was extremely impressive but I mean even just as a side note to that Seattle is legit and we watched them go in there and they beat Boston in regulation and that was no fluke. Like that was a Seattle team that knows what they're doing. They're also playing the right way. The only thing that concerns me with them in the long term is goaltending. But for right now, like they're basically masking it and just playing right through it and able to get wins, like creating offense. That Seattle team is very good as well. Yeah, with with Boston, I I mean, what they've been able to do is is amazing, especially considering that a lot of people had written them off in in the off season. If I were to have a concern with that team, it's only because, you know, we know the playoffs are different. Now, are, are they built to play in the playoffs? Absolutely. But yeah. another, let's say, another two-month grind, guys like Bergeron, guys like Krejci, are they able to to kind of go through that rigors for another two months? But again, that is a, that's a loose criticism because, um, you know, if you're judging the Bruins season on whether or not they win the Stanley Cup, I think you're you're missing the point. They've had just an unbelievable, uh, unbelievable run, and it's kind of house money as well. Um, you know, it's interesting being over there and at Christmas. I didn't watch a lot of the World Juniors, but I did follow along, and obviously Connor Bedard put on uh, the show of all shows for Canadian fans. <laughs> and so my, my takeaway, even this weekend, I'm looking forward to the next 40 games, everything after the All-Star break trade deadline. I think that we are going to be having a large – uh, conversation in the later stages of this season about tanking. And I know we don't do that every year in the NHL. It kind of depends on who's the top of the draft. But I mean, you know, you look at, um, you know, you go back to the 2015 draft with, with Connor McDavid, you know, how many teams in retrospect look back and be like, you know what, if there was ever a year where we could have kind of pulled out the stops to lose a little bit more, that would, would have probably been it because you, you know, you look what he's done for Edmonton. I don't know if Connor Bedard is Connor McDavid, guys, but he's the best prospect we've probably seen at the top of the draft since Connor McDavid. And and I really think, I mean, you got about 10 teams that are in the mix to be last overall. Uh, my money would be on Chicago, but I, I wonder from a betting perspective in that second half if we're really going to be having that conversation and we see a lot of, you know, big lines, two and a half, three and a half being covered because teams are basically um, trying to lose. Yeah, that's what I started to go to as well, looking at it. I think it was a conversation that might have came up uh, a week or two ago on this Edgework show actually as well, and looking at those teams that are starting to tank and then wondering if that's a spot to just like instantly fade them as well. And it's just because this is not just, this is like we're talking about, hey, Connor Bedard, yeah, that's the gener generational talent that's at the top of the draft there, but below him you've also got Fantilli and Mitchkov and like, 
another prospect, another prospect. Like you've got a deep top 10 there. So even teams that are going to be sitting 11, 12, 13 through to 16, they're going to be looking for any type of opportunity to jump up into that top 10, whether it be from the lottery getting pulled into the top three, or whether it just be from, as you said, like tanking and dropping down the standings and getting into there. There's a lot of good prospects that are available. And I think you you might be right in in some of that. It's just going to be interesting though because I feel like maybe 13 through 16 those are the teams that they might still feel like they have a chance, but kind of where it goes with that in my opinion is those are the teams that they're going to separate themselves from the very bottom. And there'll be a bigger gap between them and the teams that are actually very bad because those are the teams that are going to just miss the playoffs as opposed to the other ones that are just going to say like that's it for us. Like, let's get Bedard. Yeah, and listen, players players always play to win. We we've known that for years. So that yeah. that the t- tanking can be a bit of a fallacy. But this is where it comes on management, right? This is where, hey, if a guy has a nagging injury, you might shut him down. This is where you move guys to the deadline. This is where you give uh, young players a a chance to be in the lineup, knowing full well that they're probably going to lose. I, I think right now my cutoff is about at Vancouver. So Vancouver is 39 points in 43 games. They're 26th in the league. They are 13 points up on the last place Chicago Blackhawks. Um, you know, they're, they're not going anywhere. You could say the same for, you know, Montreal and the San Jose Sharks are around that level too. Um, but it takes a little bit of intellectual honesty to get ahead of it, right, and, and kind of have your mission statement of, hey, listen, we're not going to try to grind for the second wild card spot, which is a miracle anyway. Andy, where do you stand with the uh, the tanking as it goes? You think maybe we're in a spot here where we can fade some of those bottom teams who are going to be looking for Bedard over the last stretch of the season? I I don't know about that. I think I think that's kind of the sentiment in the market, and there is going to be some instances where um, you know where where teams aren't really offering much. But I, I do think that. You know, it's a it's a it's a pretty tough sport to 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 lose in, even if from a managerial perspective. I mean, um, you know, they, we've seen some pretty bad teams take the ice already this season, and still they they still find ways to win, right? I mean, um, lots of guys. You know, you look at Chicago; that's basically a running audition for a lot of those guys on that team um, down the stretch. And there's a lot of pride there, a lot of a lot of players that are looking, a lot of young players that are looking to you know, find a home for themselves and, and make a home in Chicago probably. So, um, you know, it's, it's tough. There are ways that you can model that, I guess. But, um, but yeah, it's, I wouldn't blindly say that the, the you know, the Tankapalooza is uh, uh, as, you know, relevant in the NHL as it is in the NBA because I, I know that's a big thing in, in basketball betting. Well, I, but we're not there yet, right? Like game 35 is a lot different than game 65 where you can see the beach and you're 50 points back. And, you know, there's a big difference. And also, you know, right. don't ask have this... me a question about this one. I just came. I have no, no <laughs> idea where you guys are at. Like, I'm just giving my thoughts on tanking in the future. Yeah. I don't well, know where you guys are at or what you guys are talking about, really. So, um, you know, this is this is we're all in Alberta, right? This is this is a great like typical Canadian thing. We got one asshole in Ontario calling all the shots here <laughs> and all the important people in Alberta. You know, no, I'm, just, I'm just joking, Zach. <laughs> yeah it's the conversation's more just on you know the difference of, of Connor Bedard and I just wonder how many management groups look at that world juniors and say okay we might have to pivot our uh, our uh, win at all cost philosophy here in the second half uh so Martin Luther King Day guys obviously some uh, afternoon hockey which is the best you can uh, 
uh, zip out of work a little early and uh, go sit at the pub and watch. But let's get some some best bets. Joe, let's start with your favorite player prop. What are you on today? Yeah, so the Calgary Flames take on the Nashville Predators at 8 o'clock Eastern. I'm going to look at Jonathan Huberto of the Calgary Flames here to get that anytime goal. When we look at the last matchup between these two, um, we saw couple players get the majority of the shots on goal. Now, Calgary did lose that one 4-1, to but they're a better team on the road in Nashville against this Nashville team. We saw uh, Jonathan Huberto get four shots on goal to Foley only being the player who got more shots on goal in that one with five shots. I really do think Jonathan Huberto will connect on this one, and we're getting him at great value at plus 310 tonight. So I'm going to take Jonathan Huberto for that anytime goal. Pretty good player for uh, plus three ten. I would uh, I would tend to agree. Zach, you got a player prop? Yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, Timo Meyer anytime goal scorer plus one forty right now. Uh, I think in the market generally he's a little bit lower just compared to some of the other books you can find. Uh, he was around like plus one fifteen, plus one up to like plus one twenty where I was looking at him earlier. And I think that with Timo Meyer right now we're just looking at this guy who's kind of being on fire generating a lot of chances and uh, I, I just I don't know I'm I'm all in on the Timo Meyer train right now I you're just you I talk too McKenzie much about, I talk too much Blackwood about Switzerland again, eh? yeah 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 the Switzerland guy yeah and yeah, yeah as Andy kind of mentioned there like we might get Mackenzie Blackwood so I think there might be an opportunity like one thing I, I read an article the other day too about uh um like win percentages and the deserve to win a meter and a lot of the teams when you're above 50 percent on the deserve to win a meter they win at a 67 percent rate throughout the course of the season the san jose sharks are one team that has not they've gone above the expected the deserve to win a meter which i mean that's a whatever you feel about that meter itself it's something that i just usually take a look at but the sharks have gone above it the 50 percent mark uh, a good amount of times this season and are not hitting at that clip and i think like the sharks could be in some more games they are capable of creating some offense they're not as good that good of a team but against a jersey team here tonight with potentially mckenzie blackwood yeah i think meyer being the front runner of that offense right now will have a good opportunity to score leaf fans have based a lot of things on the deserve to win a meter for the last 20 years so oh, not not that. surprised that's your not surprised that's your uh, <laughs> that's your go-to you got a favorite player prop uh this afternoon eddie yeah i do um i just uh, that's what kind of why i was late here obviously not my my usual edge work day but uh, i wanted to jump on with you guys because uh yeah i mean afternoon hockey and i'm kind of bored i got done early today so but i was working on posting a, a, a something on vsin.com uh, about Dylan Cousins, who uh, is in action today with the Sabers uh, against the Panthers, and I mean, if you if you look at the slate today, that's one of the games that you could kind of expect to see fireworks in, um, as far as you know, goals for both teams. And uh, the Panthers are allowing or are taking a ton of penalties here um, in the last month and a half or so, most in the league, really. I think since December first, I might have my dates mixed up. I look at a lot of. A lot of dates <laughs> in in the run of a, a a day or so, but um yeah, the Panthers taking a lot of penalties. You know, one of a bottom ten team on defense, uh, and Dylan Cousins just really, I mean, minus one forty five to, to to score a point today. Uh, you could also consider him uh, to score a power play point. Although you know, for us in Canada, unless you're in Ontario, it's pretty tough to find those power play point 
uh, prop markets. Uh, you know, DraftKings, FanDuel, those those books have them. Bet365 has it. But, um, you know, as far as the, the offshore book, books and, and whatnot that are, are available to a lot of other Canadians, they're pretty tough to find. But you can get Cousins at, I think, plus 215 to score a power play point today. Uh, this guy's producing points at, you know, pretty much a point a game. Um, year to date, he's behind guys like Jeff Skinner and Alex Tuck. Um, and obviously Tage Thompson, who's in a league of his own. But if you look at his last like 30 games, nobody except for Tage Thompson has produced more points uh, per 60 minutes than than Dylan Cousins. And you know you look at other guys like Skinner and uh, and and Tuck. Tuck is minus 175 to get a point. Skinner minus 190 to get a point. Cousins just hasn't. They just haven't caught up to Cousins where he should be priced. Uh, he's the center on the top power play unit with those aforementioned players plus. Uh, um, Rasmus Dahlin, and I think this is just a great spot given that Florida is taking a ton of penalties. They give up a lot of goals in the best of times. Uh, the Sabres are arguably the best offensive team in, in the league on any given night. So, um, you know, I like Cousins here. I think this the the, 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 the penalty situation with Florida elevates him, but, uh, but this is a good spot for him to get a point. Uh, I'm looking myself at the Colorado-Detroit game this afternoon. It's uh, 3 p.m. Eastern puck drop in uh, in Denver. Um, I'm liking – I'm not going to complicate it too much. I, I like the big guns on Colorado today. Wings, uh, 10 of their last 13 games, they've given up four or more goals. And, and you know, for goal scorers today, McKinnon is uh, over even money. Rantanen is plus 120. K. McCarr is uh, plus 180. Um, I would honestly, I'd take. Must be on Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> that's that. Uh, that's that Alberta Wi-Fi out there, Wendy. What's going on? <laughs> I got that Alberta fiber, baby. I got pushing <laughs> 700 Mbps right here. Like, I mean. No <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, did you see it? We got. Uh, you, should probably, you should probably take him off until he comes back. I guess. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. Oh, there he is. There we go. Did you get? Did you get that? Sorry, I'm not sure if I cut out or not. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm on the Avalanche big guns today. McKinnon, Ranton, and both plus money for a goal against Detroit. They give up a ton, so uh, that's what I'm on. Best bet, Joe. Yeah, moving on to best bets. I'm looking at the matchup between the Philadelphia Flyers and the Boston Bruins. We know how sound this Boston Bruins team is, just like Zach was talking about before. I'm going to look at their team total over three and a half. It's a little juiced at minus 130. But against this Philadelphia Flyers team that's been rolling so hot, winning their last three, really locking teams down defensively, I don't think they'll get it done in this matchup versus the Boston Bruins today. I think Boston's going to come out with a really explosive offensive game in this one. They're averaging that 3.76 goals per game. They have the third best power play overall in the league. They're going to win the face-offs today. And I think they're going to bring the Flyers back down to their level. This team just rolling too hot at the moment. I don't see it continuing. So take the Boston Bruins team total over three and a half. All right, Zach, what's, uh, what, what line or total are you on today? I have, a bit of a, I have a bit of a play on that Bruins game as well. I'll, I'll, I'll get to it. It doesn't necessarily have to be contrarian to – to Joe, but uh, I'm not sure how many goals we'll see in that, but I'll get to that. Zach, what do you think today? 
my favorite one that I like is the over six and a half minus 125 in Florida Buffalo right now. Uh, it was moving. It is moving. I think that minus 125 actually might be gone from where we just started the show. Uh, so sure. I think, well, I think it's it's at minus error. It's at over seven plus one thirteen right now. Uh, I don't know. And you uh, guys, do you where do you think on the over seven? Moving I to mean, that, I'm not betting the under. <laughs> yeah, because I was thinking gonna... like Florida Buffalo here. Bob is now confirmed as Connor Hartle saying in the chat for Florida. Uh, both these oh, teams are capable of scoring go- um, high amounts of goals, creating offense, and I mean. Florida not necessarily defensively responsible. I think we could be in it for an opportunity here for some fireworks. I saw it at over six and a half minus one twenty five, which is now gone. But uh, I'll take the over seven plus one thirteen in this one. Could I suggest on something in this one? Oh, go ahead, Joe. Sorry. Looking sure. looking at that first period over one and a half, you're going to have to bet it up to two in this one to get any value. But the last time these two teams came out, both of them scored two goals in that first period. You could also take both teams to score, and normally the books will give you plus money. I don't have it in front of me right now, but if you think this game could possibly go over a seven, you've got to look at that first period. So that's where I'm going with this one. All right. I am on the Sabres here. Um, took plus 119 earlier this morning. Um think all the plus 115 looks to be gone for the most part uh, yeah no, I mean, actually no there's still some but uh it's like superbook and caesars i guess who wants to bet at caesars um but uh yeah i'll bet 365 so that's plus 150 yeah but there's lots of plus 110 but i'd still take it at plus 110 even uh there is some uncertainty here as far as what the sabers are going to do in goal um they keep sending uko pekalukanen down to the AHL and then calling him back up. And that's what they did uh, like yesterday. But the belief is that they'd probably call him back up again before this game. But as long as it's not Eric Comrie, who, you know, hasn't had a great season, uh, but still has potential, I think. I mean, goldies, goldies are weird, right? But, uh, but yeah, as long as it's not Eric Comrie, I like the Sabres here. And I, I locked that in this morning because, I mean, it's, it's going to be a coin flip game. It's going to be a really back and forth game. And unless the Panthers show up and play, uh, you know, a, a, a game that we haven't really seen them play a whole lot this season, then um, it will be that kind of 50, 50 kind of game. Uh, before my best bet, one quick other player prop to look at um, uh, an Adam Boquist assist for the Columbus blue jackets today is getting more ice time. You're probably going to see Yaroslav Alak in for the Rangers today. Um, so I, I think there's some pretty good value on, uh, on Boquist. Uh, all right. So my best bet there's now there's, there's a chance that, that, um, Joe's can win and this one can win, but, uh, I actually like the under on flyers Bruins today, uh, six, uh, at minus minus one ten. the flyers actually have only given up four goals in their last three games. And, uh, I, you know, I, I know it might be a bit of a, a cliche, but afternoon hockey, um, I see a lot of sleepy starts to these games. So I, I think it's, you know, you get up right now to play Boston. You look at their record. Um, I think Torts will have his guys playing some pretty hard defensive hockey. So I'm going, I'm going on the under six. Philadelphia has kind of limited the, the blood these days. So, you know, it, it could still be over that Bruins team total. Maybe we look at, you know, four, one or something like that. But, uh, but yeah, that, that's my pick guys under six. I like it, Andrew. I think both of them can hit. 4-1 was the last game between those two, so that's, that's right, what I'm yeah. expecting in this one. 
All right. Uh, enjoy uh, enjoy the afternoon hockey, guys. Six uh, six games on a Monday. Don't see that all often, but uh, but it's a, it's a great day to to sit and uh, watch and make some bets. Thanks thanks a lot. We'll see you next week. Bye guys.